Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Morning, Madeline Palmer filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 27th of June. U.S. states have already started acting on the Supreme Court's bombshell ruling over Roe v. Wade. Under the law, people who help patients get abortions can be fined, and doctors who perform them could face life in prison. Reproductive rights attorney Catherine Colbert explains what will happen from here. Within the next uh, month to month and a half, we expect to see somewhere close to 25 states uh, ban abortion at some point during pregnancy. Probably uh, most of those will be banning abortion either through the complete pregnancy or from very early weeks. That audio from Channel 10. Meanwhile, hundreds of pro-choice protesters have gathered for a second day outside the Supreme Court after its verdict. Some abortion clinics have already closed in the wake of the ruling. The chair of the Australian Women's Health Network, Bonnie Corbin, says while it's highly unlikely to happen here, the move has opened up discussions across the country. This creates like a context of abortion stigma where people have lots of conversations, you know, at home, in barbecues, you know, around different tables at work where we start to talk about abortion more and because there is that sort of negativity and fear-driven language that we hear more sort of anti-choice rhetoric around abortion. The Prime Minister has jetted to Spain overnight for what he's labelled an absolutely critical NATO summit in Madrid. Talks are set to focus on Ukraine with leaders of Australia, New Zealand, Japan and South Korea invited. The Australian Institute's Alan Beam says it'll be about ensuring all countries are on the same page. It's a good thing, I think, the Pacific democracies are meeting up with the European democracies to make sure that we're all properly aligned in contributing as best we all can to how we keep a, a stable strategic situation, not just in Europe but in the Pacific as well. While Anthony Albanese will also be hoping to mend the country's relationship with France after our previous government pulled out of a massive submarine deal with the country. Staying in politics now, where the federal government has pledged $1 million in additional emergency relief for Afghanistan in the wake of its deadly earthquake. More than a 1,000 people were killed and many more injured when the 6.1 magnitude quake hit the country last week. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says our aid will go to UN agencies working in affected areas, while the Taliban has called for international powers to scale back sanctions. And Australia's top doctors say they're extremely concerned as a new Omicron sub-variant makes its mark across some Aussie states. The BA4 and BA5 variants have been detected in New South Wales, Victoria and Queensland. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says there's a major worry over the population's immunity. What we know so far, three things. It looks unfortunately faster than BA2, which means it can outrun the other um, strains. Um, and also, unfortunately, it does seem to be able to evade the immunity of previous infections. So people who have had COVID before and rely on just on that immunity particularly... Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. New South Wales is going to be rocked by a week of strike action as workers from a range of industries fight the state government over pay and conditions. Our Sydney reporter Sasha Barbagat has the details. 
That's right, Maddie. Train drivers are tipped to cause the most havoc. Starting tomorrow, peak hour services will be slashed by 50%, then up to 75% later in the week. The industrial actions prompted a warning for commuters to expect significant delays, with thousands of passengers set to be left stranded. While nurses and midwives will walk off the job tomorrow, although the union Shay Candish is promising only minimal disruption at hospitals. The numbers of members that are attending are far less than we've seen in the past because because it's not a strike for the sake of a strike. We've got members that are really trying to get to a meeting where they can consider the information that's being put forward by government. Then on Thursday, public and Catholic school teachers will strike together for the first time in more than 20 years. In Queensland now, and two lives have been lost following a shocking weekend on the roads, and another person's died in a horror aircraft incident in the sunny state. Our reporter Courtney Thomas has more. Queensland police are investigating the crash of a light aircraft northwest of Toowoomba. Initial investigations indicate that an aircraft crashed onto power lines in Bowenville around two yesterday afternoon. Sadly, the pilot, a man in his 60s, died at the scene. Meanwhile, two lives have been lost on our Queensland roads at the weekend as we head into the official week one of winter school holidays. In central Queensland, a 32-year-old man died in a single vehicle crash north of Dingo. Police say a vehicle left the roadway and crashed just after 7pm on Saturday, killing the sole occupant instantly. And to the south, the forensic crash unit's investigating the death of a motorcyclist on the Gold Coast on Sunday. The rider lost control and struck a light pole around 3.45pm, killing the 61-year-old man at the scene. And now for the latest in business and finance news with Peter Switzer from the SwitzerReport.com. And Peter, after weeks and months of stock market sell-offs driven by inflation, interest rates and recession concerns, local stocks are tipped to surge today, but why? Yeah, it could be too early to crow that market negativity is over, but US stock market indexes rose strongly on Friday on less concerns about inflation and recession and therefore too many damaging interest rate rises from central banks. If Wall Street's heavy players are right, then it's good news for interest rate worriers here as well, despite the fact that rates could easily be increased next Tuesday by another 0.5%. Our stock market is tipped to open up, 103 points higher. Wow, Peter. And look, Suncorp Bank is up for sale and is looking for a buyer and it's likely to have a price tag of $5 billion, but who could buy it, Peter? Yeah. The AFR says Suncorp wants to concentrate on its insurance business only and has talked to the likes of AMP, Macquarie and Bank of Queensland in the past and there are suggestions that NAB could also be an interested buyer. But the ACCC would prefer a smaller bank being a buyer to improve competition in the banking space. And look, Peter, the Reserve Bank's interest rate rises are spooking home sellers with 30% of properties listed for auction last week withdrawn. Yeah, it's a big number. With the Reserve Bank expected to raise the cash rate by another 0.5% next week, as I've already said, nervous home sellers don't want to be rejected at auction, and so they will either sell via private treaty or put off their sale altogether. Predictions of many rate rises and home prices falling by 30% means the RBA scare campaign to stop us spending to lower inflation is starting to work. The only payoff for us is... Being frightened to spend means we should see less rate rises in the future. Great. Thanks, Peter. Pleasure. 
time for sport now with Brett Thomas and a massive night last night, Brett, with New South Wales handing Queensland a reality check, levelling the Origin Series in Perth last night. Yes, good morning, Maddie. I can tell that you are up and about because we are going to Game 3. And that is it. A thoroughly dominant Blues smashing in the West. Was it ever? Dan Ganane there on Triple M last night. It was a blue wash, 44-12 to 12 in Perth last night, reviving memories of uh, three years ago in 2019 where the Blues did a similar thing, levelling the series after a bad loss in Game 1. Nathan Cleary, the clear player of the match, scoring more than half the Blues points. The star halfback says that the forward pack dominated as well. Oh, mate, they're outstanding. You know, I thought Junior off the bench was huge for us. Um, just got us going forward, just really laid a platform. And, you know, that kind of worked well for me and Romy in that second half to, you know, get some quick play balls. And a few uh, injury issues to come out of the game for the Maroons. Cam Munster is set for scans on a shoulder injury. Kalen Ponga copped a head knock. And don't tell uh, the skipper, Daly Cherry Evans, that the result is an embarrassment. Jeez, they're big words and headlines that media like to put on certain performances, but the reality is that's what happened. That was the scoreline. And looking at my teammates, there's not one person that didn't try their hardest out there tonight. Well, they do have Game 3 back in Brisbane on Wednesday, July 13. And look, heading over to the AFL, a cat star is facing a lengthy suspension after a big bump against the Tigers at the weekend. Yeah, he went from uh, the villain to hero, did uh, Tom Stewart. It was a, a glancing blow on Dion Prestia that was pretty nasty in the end because he was struggling to get off the ground, needed two trainers to help him, and we know the focus on concussion. So this incident has been referred directly to the tribunal. So no suspension at this stage, but that is, yeah, not a good sign when uh, the match review officer can't actually grade the incident. So he sent that to the tribunal. Uh, that will be heard uh, tonight, I believe. Now, his teammate, Isaac Smith, told Triple M yesterday that Stuart is regretful following that incident. Certainly not deliberately in Stewie's nature. He plays a very physical game, but he's not a dirty player. And straight after the game, he was asking all the boys if any of them had Dion's phone number and he wanted to get in contact. And a big win for the Magpies yesterday. They're fifth in a row, beating the Giants by 11 points. They jump up to seventh after the weekend. Great. And look, the Matildas' preparations for the World Cup have hit a snag, Brett. Yeah, they certainly have, playing uh, Spain for the first time and were thumped 7-0 yesterday. Some uh, strange tactics and selections from Tony Gustafsson, their coach. He rested a lot of his senior stars, so a lot of youth and inexperience and um, not sure what we learnt from that game leading into such an important tournament. So, uh, look, defence has been an issue under Tony Gustafsson and that's the way it uh, played out yesterday. So um, we'll see if they can regroup ahead of the World Cup. Yeah, we'll keep a close eye on that one. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maddie. And how cool is this? NASA's first rocket has blasted off from the Northern Territory overnight. Three, two, one, go! That audio from YouTube channel, The Launch Pad, it marks the first from Aussie soil in 27 years and the first from the space agency at a commercial port outside the US. ANU's Dr Brad Tucker watched it all unfold and says crews will collect the rocket this morning. Once you collect your instrument, you have to take it back to the lab. They're going to check it, make sure it works, make sure everything is kind of operating as planned before they say sign, seal, delivered, and they can take it back to the US. There's two more launches to go next month. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Madeline Palmer. Thanks for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
Listener.